You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And right now we've got The Walking Dead. This is episode four, The Service. Um, who was the director on this one? David Boyd. And I think that's I really don't name. even care who wrote it. I'm just I'm still, <laughs> in, dis- <laughs> I'm still in dismay. Uh, I'm going to get right to it, man. I'm going to be honest with you. These last three weeks, man, it's been tough. It's been a slow for, for a diehard fan, y'all know as much as I am. When I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm struggling to find positives. This is tough. This was better than the last two weeks, but it was still 50 minutes of not-so-fun television. And I know it was supposed to be a 90 minute episode, but that was just 40 minutes of commercials, which is just yeah. an absolute sellout and an absolute travesty and AMC shame on you. Well, you know, it's a lot easier to sit through commercials when you're riveted. But when you're not and you're... Like just floating through morose, just dribble. And you come to find out that a little bit of Negan goes a long way. Too much of Negan, and you kind of get a little annoyed almost. Very much so. Very. It's almost like his condescending attitude about some things. We got like four examples of it that episode, and it was just, it was one or two too many. You know, when he first came on, you got a taste of him there through his whole spiel, you know, bad joke, vampire bat, blah, 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 and so on. And all that was great. And you got a little bit more of him when they were in the RV. And that was enough. And that that was a perfect episode. It was great. But then you get to the next parts when you get back to him and he's just too much over the top all the time. And you get three or four encounters with him acting that way all the time. I just don't perceive that. It's just, I guess in one way it's just getting old, you know. It feels like work sometimes. Yeah. You know, just you just like just constant. It's like, man, this has got to be tough. I mean, I, I feel like the writing slapping me in the face, you know. It is. I, I understand he's keeping character. And don't get me wrong, being a comic book enthusiast, he has a lot of these moments where he's over the top with a lot of his conversation. But he also has a lot of moments where he's serious I want that. I need something to show that he's actually human instead of just this guy who smiles with these condescending conversations, you know, where he's so over the top. We saw it. The Carl scene. That's the best sneaking. Yes, I agree. But that was short. You know what I mean? It was short, you know. Um, and I'll be honest with you, just to go ahead and talk about that scene, you know, I hate to say that Chandler Riggs was a huge letdown for me in this you know, I'm not giving anything away when I say in the comic books, the Carl is a just fiery, angry rage against Negan and says more and is more brash and more out there than what they're personifying on the show. And it's disappointing that we're not getting that. Well, I think he's just too old to be able to do that because in the comics, he's still a little kid, isn't he? Yeah, he's he, and now he's definitely te- younger. Yeah, yeah, and as a teenager, you feel a lot more compelled to where you can just smack him across the face or something, and that's something I don't think AMC wants to cross. I don't know. It just, and I think just him being aged up so much is the big problem for it. It started off so strong, you know, you, the gunfires right in the middle of Negan's conversation, and everything stops. I thought that was great. It goes over there, and Carl has that line, you know, you, you take any more, I'm gonna put another one in you, or something, you know, or I won't miss the second. I was like, yes, and then it just emperors, it ends with a whimper, you know, because he could be killed. Yeah. I mean, I, I really think it's just him being aged up really takes a lot away from him. Because I, I mean, when it's I like a seven-year-old, yeah, you can go as far as you want. 
I mean, honestly, um, I think he's too protected of a character. He's not going to die. So the stakes aren't there to me to worry about him. And to me, from what we've learned from Negan already, him just shooting off around and threatening that guy seems like enough to me to get your head bashed in. Yeah. And the fact that there is no worry that Carl will get hurt or Rick, then I, I just don't feel the stakes. No, he definitely. How many times have we him. said that about a character? You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and yeah. and the, I, I can't lie either. His hair is getting ridiculous. Oh, my God, yes. It's just too, like, well-placed. You know, and what kills me is is that his hair always looks nice and clean and combed. And then you look at Daryl, who had lived in the same place. And I'm just like, okay, it's obvious here. You know, you have the soch and the greaser. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> but, I mean. Well, what's crazy about Daryl is that he's been living in a, I mean, a shit box for the past five or six days. And his hair doesn't look any different than it did when he lived in Alexandria. When he arrived. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So, he basically washes it with. Dog food sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so the episode begins with Rosita, and I'm not going to be honest with you. Rosita gets on my nerves now. She drives me. It's like, you know, nails on a chalkboard. Whiny. Yeah, and it's just, it's not, it's not, it's just not what I, you know, what I desire out of that character. And she's just not doing it. And then Spencer is, you know, a windbag that, you know, it wouldn't bother me at all if somebody tore his throat out. I mean, I really was hoping that he died the entire episode. Yeah. It's obvious that he's the new, he's going to become the turncoat, you know, and they've get, they're telegraphing this already. Um, yeah, the whole, the, yeah, you're right. This is in our life. Yeah. It's he's, just so I, obvious. I, yeah, I think, Clearly, he's going to try to go over to Negan. Well, I mean, in the whole time that him and Rosita are out there, he was just blaming Rick. It was like, this is all Rick's fault. Yeah. You know, this we're here because of Rick. And it's well, like, he's really? always been a wavering character. He's always been a liability in my mind since day one. You know, he was, you know, Deanna's boy, da 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 The whole nine yards. I think he's always, and this is just more to it. Um, Eugene there working on this radio, um, which is... Wow, way early comic book, you know. Um, so I don't know what they're trying to telegraph with that. I can't tell you anymore. But <laughs> if you're if you're a comic book reader, you know what I'm telling you. And him working on this radio is way out in left field early. Um, you know what he should be working on, which they've already you know shown you is this bullet making and stuff. And of course, Rosita's deal at the end, you know, one um, bullet. One bullet. By the way. He shot cal. a 50 cal desert eagle, and there ain't nobody else on that ranch that's got that kind of caliber handgun. And she's got a 1911 45. <laughs> it wouldn't. Even, come on. No, she doesn't. She yeah. has a Beretta. 92. Is, a, is it a Beretta or I thought it was 1911? No. Nah. The one 92. she took off that was empty? Yeah. I'm going to have to roll the tape back Straight on Straight 9mm. <laughs> Maybe 40. Anyway, it goes, that 50 cal cannon, that, you know, that half a palm shell she handed him, it's going to be decoration. You know what I mean? Yeah, and once again, no just blatant disregard for eardrums in yeah. Walking Dead. Because a Desert Eagle shot right next to Rick's face, yeah. he's already shot a, you know in a tank. before. Yeah. And the only time they actually showed uh, the repercussions of shooting a gun exactly. in... A contained area. 
50 cal just blasted right oh, yeah. in your face. He, he, he no would have been deal. grabbing his ears and squinting his eyes and the whole nine yards. It would have been rough. <laughs> and, you know, another thing is that since you mentioned the gunshot, Carl, where did he shoot his gun? Uh, into the dishwasher. <laughs> I mean, really think about it. He was in a living room. I mean, where did he pull that Straight trigger? into Judith's crib from the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, about, what if that was the way to go? Honestly, I had a strange thought that when Negan shot the pity cow into the glass, Rick was going to be like, that's Judas room. <laughs> you know, you just see some grease spot just blast. Oh, oh man. Oh no. <laughs> My bad, Rick. My bad. Yeah, really? I swear I didn't mean yeah. that. We're going to leave a few mattresses. Just make it all right. <laughs> but we're going to need that crib. Yeah, yeah. really. And since it's vacant now. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously you don't need it. I'm real sorry about that. Oh my oh. God. Right, we're going to hell. Yeah. I'm driving the bus. Y'all ride. All right. Um, but, how, yeah, but you know what? That would have added some spice to the show if he just greased the window and somebody's other. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's a body falls out the window. It falls out the window. <laughs> it just laid there, dead fish. <laughs> oh god, that would that, that would have been good. That would have made everything. <laughs> At least we got something real. <laughs> but but I mean, so anyway, go, going through the episode, of course, he. You know, I do like. Now, I will say, I do like Negan walking up to the gate. And kind of beating on it with the the bat, you know, it's classic, um, cool intro. Him having an arm on the guys to come in there and stuff. I do think it's also cool that like he says he decides what's half. I do yeah. like those things. You know, people have this feeling that okay, you get half, you get half of any everything. No, what half we want to take is whatever we want to take. Half is just like a saying. He really means pretty much just everything. I'm just going to take everything that I need or don't need. And I really like that part of his character because yeah. he has no fear. Like we've never seen anyone in the show yet that has zero fear, and that's an interesting thing to see in an apocalypse. Yeah, and they need to do a better job of making us understand why that's possible. Because yes. there's too many moments where anybody could just be like, "Hey, I wonder what'll happen if I just shoot him." Like, will all his guys just turn on us and stuff like that? But you're also going to create a power vacuum. So maybe that could help us. You know what I mean? Just somebody who has just don't give a damn will just shoot him, you know? And it looks like they're trying to build up Rosita to be the one to do that, but clearly okay, don't see that happening. Negative. <laughs> Negative. That, that's just kind of a, uh, I don't know, just a small entrance into some telegraph thing where she's going to either call someone else to die horrifically or herself. Mm. Yeah, no. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're someone... cre- they're creating this new thing, but it's almost why. Well, they're giving Rosita storyline, but I was already done with her. I almost hoped she got the bat, you know, <laughs> the first episode, because yeah. I was just I'm like, all right, I've had enough of Rosita. You know, good character up to this point, but I think her story's done. Man, were you getting Bye. a little bit of buyer's remorse? Like, I mean, everybody really wanted one of the main people to die. And we had two people, and now just the show doesn't feel the same. Like it, I mean, I know Glenn and Abraham were already dead in the comics, but it just doesn't feel right right now. Well, the difference is is the love for characters. We don't have a lot of love for what's left. No, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I forgot Sasha was even in the show until the previews for next week. Yeah. I, I completely forgot she wasn't in this episode. And you forget that she's with Maggie. 
And then you forget that Tara and Heath are still out there for two years now. Yeah, my wife was like, uh, Tara, MIA, she was last seen scouting with oh Heath my God, I two or three Tara. episodes before the finale last time. Pregnant, you know, dead eye shots 400 feet with a pistol leaning over a fence. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> uh, but then she scouts and... According to the show, she has not. She don't even know that her Denise, her girlfriend, has been killed. Yeah, she's on maternity leave, and uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a few things though. I yeah. mean, there's some big holes. Yeah, there's some massive holes. There's the. I don't. Know, there's we're, the, we're getting we're getting so far off, but the Maggie situation. This has got to be the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay, so what did? What's his name? Um, Preacher. Uh, uh, Gabriel what did Gabriel do Gabriel went over there and dug a third grave to give real quick just to make it was churred some dirt up that's why you saw his hands dirty yeah and put his hands like that he did that to make him feel like uh, she was dead and gone because you know like he was saying is that she's the most liable she's the biggest liability because um, when you kill the spouse of someone, you never know how that person can react. Even though he was talking big, like, you know, they might even come to me, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't, how I don't see he, the necessity. But how did he hear what Negan was saying? Well, I think Rick, when they came back, was like, hey, guys, Maggie's with the Hilltoppers. When Negan comes, we're telling him that she's dead. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think know, he. I think Rick he was. Gabriel. I think Rick was dumbfounded as much as when he walked up and saw the gravesite. Also, Gabriel is the one who said, you know, all those things. You know. Yeah, and Rick said quick thinking on the exactly. grave. Exactly. Like no one knew that Gabriel. As soon as the guy started beating on the gate like that, I think Gabriel had the quick thinking of going over there and making it a third gravesite. I just don't understand. There's got to be a later reason and purpose. You know what I mean? If they think she's dead, what's the big surprise if she unveils herself? Woo woo. You know what I mean? There, I don't. I'm. That's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out why or how that plays out to their benefit of them thinking she's dead. It doesn't, and now it just means that they're gonna have to hide Maggie every time. Exactly. If anything, she becomes even a more liability because if she's found and he's like, "You just lied to me," uh, Lucille, you know, strikes yeah. again to me. You yeah. know. Yeah, there's not a single positive about lying that Maggie. Yeah, I, I, don't, I really don't see the game, especially yeah, since they hid her where he already is bound to go. And not only that, like you know, I don't know if y'all watch. Did y'all watch the preview for the next season of next episode? Briefly. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, she when she's at the hilltop. You know, say if she gets discovered at the hilltop, two things happen. Okay. She's found out to be alive, so Rick and them have lied. But also, number two is it also shows that those two groups are together. Which See, Negan's never, Negan's never put that together that Rick's group and the Hilltop were in cohutes to each other. Yeah. And so that also becomes a big liability. So there's a, her being fake death. I'm really curious of how they're going to spin that into a positive for anybody. Yeah, and surely Negan was aware of the whole you got to bring the boss man's head if you want to get your guy back. And obviously the boss man's going to be alive there too. So that's another lie, you know, which would compound the fact that they would know that the hilltop had something to do you know, yeah, with, I mean, the, with the invasion. Exactly. There's a lot that is 
and out the, to play here. And why are the Hilltop even really helping Maggie? And since our group didn't even kill Negan or hold up their end of the deal. Yeah, didn't fulfill their end of the bargain there. I'm, well, my question is, does the Hilltop know that? They should now that Maggie's there. I mean, I don't see... I mean, Rick and them did go and annihilate the satellite location. You know what I mean? But now that Maggie's back, have they told the Hilltop that, by the way, we didn't and Negan killed my husband and somebody else and he's still alive and be ready? Well, I think they told the Hilltop that they they did the job. They did. They got I mean, they got a it. lot of guns. They killed a lot of people. You got to assume that that was a big group. And a guy said he was Negan and he killed him. So when they came back to the Hilltop... It would appear that, you know, I would have think they would have told him. Jesus would have told him. Yeah. Yeah. Business is done. You know, so. I, but, I mean, when they go to drop off Maggie and they're sadder than all sad, they're going to be, hey, guys, what's up? Yeah. Oh, well, we really yeah, didn't going to be the that's going to be the turning factor, whether or not Rick Troop told them, by the way, we didn't actually kill Negan and now the shit's really hit the fan. Yeah. And it, it looks like the drama next week is going to be whether or not to you know, hand Maggie over at the hilltop, and I think I, there's going to be zero drama in that. I think you just hand her over immediately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I know>. just, <laughs> Here, <laughs> don't kill us. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, the the leader of the hilltop isn't known for having a very big spine. Yeah, I yeah. think he's not necessarily. He's not sturdy. the most gracious fellow. One thing I am excited about, though, it looks like we're getting a Simon episode. Yeah, know? dude, I straight miss Simon. That dude's awesome. He's, so he's about a thousand times better than Dwight. And oh, I've had my oh feeling Oh my god, white. man. I've wiped my ass All with right, Dwight. So, so what do you think about Dwight's little secondary storyline with Rosita and... Uh, I can't stand him. Worth it. I can't stand him. I think it's, you know, the whole go get my bike and I'll take that and I'll take that. I, I, the whole deal is, is that it was 90 minutes of everybody going, ah, I got your balloon, say please. Ah, I got your balloon, say please again. Or, hey, actually, I'll take that. Oh, by the way, go get my butt. When is, okay, we got it. The, you're all asses and you're all doing your part, da, 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 da. But we have to see it six and seven different versions of it from different characters and so on. You well, know, the thing is, too, we it was clear that Negan was talking to girl when he pulls when she pulls olivia out like roughly he's like hey hey hey, we don't do that unless they you know do, do something, something to make it. you need it and so why is he not saying anything when the other guys like dwight are being total asses and then the guy with the balloons you know these are a bunch of pricks i mean absolutely i don't understand to me what it comes back down to is i forgot that they really had an ass load of guns and oh me they they had rocket launchers like why not just wait for Negan I know he came early but you're telling me they couldn't have set something up by then for Negan oh, to come you kidding me man they were limp noodles by the that, end, bro. that's what I'm saying like as soon as you saw Daryl in the group and you know hey that was their leverage we have Daryl and we'll cut pieces off of him if y'all don't listen it's like as soon as I saw that I'd have had the SWAT team, you know what I mean? Yeah. Loading up the guns. Well, the problem is, is your two best SWAT team took a, took a header, you know? Yeah, but still. All right, well, think still. about it. Who's left that would handle guns to be able to handle what they had? I mean, really think about numbers-wise that they had when they showed up. They showed up with at least 20 armed guys and Negan. Think about Rick's group right now. I mean, Michonne could handle We have less launcher. than 10 that can handle a gun effectively. Less okay. than 10. 
We got Aaron. And Sasha's not even there. And so we, can't, we don't even have the sharpshooter in the tower. And neither Maggie. Neither, she's a pretty and Maggie, shot. I'm just saying. We have a rackle launcher. Yeah. Maybe, but yeah, you clearly, could, but that would get Daryl at the gate if you maybe, hit him at the mass. Maybe. Well, I mean, you, you gotta take some, sh- you gotta take some chances. Collateral damage, yeah, Daryl. I mean, you killed Glenn. Like, right. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I know just, what you're saying. Uh, to me, a life of servitude and being a slave and oppression. I'm okay with somebody taking the shot at Negan's head and just seeing what happens. Yeah, just see what happens. I mean, realistically, that's just the way it goes. I mean, there's a, there's got to be a person in the group that says, I'm willing to do it. And just have them a little pot shooter in their hand and walk up and pow. And drop him like a hot potato. And, you know, yeah, there might be a little skirmish afterwards and da 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 but... Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I just feel like Alexandria, they have good they had walls. Way, they had way too many weapons for me to just be like, wow, we're handing that much over. Yeah. Without a fight. I mean, I know we don't have a lot of people that can do it, and Michonne clearly showed that she might be the worst shot in the history of The Walking Dead. That oh scope God. issue. Uh, <laughs> not zeroed in at all. You played with the scope? Uh, let me tell you, there was a lot of issue with that. <laughs> it well, was I mean, atrocious. The problem with that she whole She missed scene, from 60 feet. And why stand up and shoot? Yeah, why not yeah, be... There was a, a lot of problems there. But you're There's telling a me a <laughs> hundred zombies can just come out of nowhere... But she can be in the middle of the field shooting a rifle and nothing else gets attracted? Yeah, no. And she gets the one in a hundred trillion billion of <laughs> yeah, executing she, a deer with a neck shot. On accident. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's wow. a lot that... Wow uh, is correct. And not to mention, it had to have been the first shot because there ain't no way a deer sticking around for <laughs> six more shots. I know it. Uh, and the struggle it. of the reload on the second shot, it was like, oh, God, how do I reload Yeah, this? I mean, like, she was having a hard time with the bolt and the whole nine yards. Yeah, it was not good. And why the deer? What's the point? You know, it's almost... Was that like a collateral damage thing? I'll be honest. I mean, I have no idea. I feel like everything had just a point. Like, how do I get her infused in this and be a cool situation? And how do I... Get you know, I think the whole reason she was out there shooting and so on, on on why they showed it to us is just so you would have a point of reference for her to see the mattresses later being burned. Yeah, but Rick is saying, I know what you're doing out there. Like she was prepping to snipe Negan, yeah, at some point. Um, be about 15 seasons from now, (laughs) yeah, she's gonna need some practice. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I don't know, man, she did a better job of throwing her sword at him. It's like you say. We got a ninety-minute episode with twenty minutes of material. You know what I mean? It really, and I mean, I mean, really, I really, really, that's truthful. I mean, I'm because of the fifty. Let's just be honest: fifty, sixty minutes of actual television we did get. They bled the same thing for over half of it. Of him just walking through. I mean, I never once felt like Olivia was in danger. I really didn't. You know. I mean, they did use some lines from the comic book of his and me. You know, you got a fat girl watching your rations and blah, blah, blah. You know, and I was like, okay, that's homage to the comic. You know, that was fine. And so on. But the whole Spencer hiding two guns and that stuff, to me, that was pointless. I think, you know, that was just supposed to be more to showing him being a liability. And it wasn't necessary. He was just a liability being himself. You know. Yeah, I, silly. And then, I'm going to be honest with you, worst line of the entire episode, 
you say that again, I'm break your jaw and knock your teeth out. I'm like, oh God, redundant, <laughs> redundant, sir. Yes, I was like, break jaw and break your teeth. I was like, oh God. I said, Rick, street courage just went right down. <laughs> yes, it was bad. He needs to watch some Conor McGregor. I swear, learn God. how to shit talk. It's uh, not it, good. It was bad. Uh, it was so bad. Yeah, super redundant. It was. I was like, oh. <laughs> just just say I'll knock her teeth out or yeah. I'll break your jaw. Yeah. I just I'm amazed at how that Double they probably filmed that six or seven times with different sayings, you know, you and hope. they're like that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Who I, edited this shit? I want to see the other six. Yes. Like, yeah. What was worse than Yes. I'm going to knock your yeah, teeth out. What were the other five that didn't make it? Is what I yeah. want to know. I just wanted to see the one where he's like, oh, tear your legs off and beat you to death with them. Yeah. You know, just I'll tear your head off and I'll shit tear your eye out. <laughs> shit down your eye socket. Yeah. <laughs> I'll skull fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just... Arlie Ermey, man. I mean... Just should have called in. I know ah. it. Gosh, it was just... Oh, that was the worst line of the episode. There All was right. just no doubt. So my most hated moment of the episode, though. Which one? <laughs> We're dropping this now. They go and they get Daryl's bike. Okay. Fine with that. No big uh, deal. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> you mean to tell me <laughs> that these bad guys, they killed God knows how long ago when Denise was killed. They're just roaming around these trees. So Don't never go anywhere. Left. <laughs> Don't leave. Like they're on chains to this tree. I'm like, no, they're not doing that. Sure enough. She went over there to kill those guys to try to see if they had guns on them. I was like, this is total horse shit. This is terrible. It really is. And not only mention, if you remember those guys who got killed there, they were holding assault rifles, AKs, M16, all these different things like that. And you mean to tell me one of them had a pistol? That's it? With no ammo. With no ammo? You should have been looking around on the ground. Exactly. Where they died. <laughs> yeah. Where they dropped, where they dropped their, their weapons when they got machinery. shot. Yeah. Obviously, I, it was... And it's, then the whole ring around the rosy with the tree, you know. Uh, I'm fine with that. Part of it was stupid. very plausible, but I, I, hmm, uh, she was able to push back. When you've seen people like limp noodle in the middle of the street <laughs> with wife, he's over here. Ah, ah, and this guy, just one walker is taking him down. And then she's, you know, you know hulking on him and knocking him no, over. No, no. She, She's just way more powerful than Dwight, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> She's just not scared of walkers. They a single that. reigning zombie <laughs> had Dwight limping with blood and holding his ribs. Yeah. I mean, useless almost. And Dwight, A-OK now. So, uh, yeah, yeah, completely yeah. healed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess we're going to ignore oh, that no, fact. No, no. If Carol can be healed from her six gunshot wounds yes. hey, yes. in she all has, her limbs. <laughs> she was pumped full of meds. <laughs> She was bed. a shooting dummy and walks away from it. <laughs> Jesus. She's the Terminator. Just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. We need Sarah Connor to plink, plink, pull them out of her. But I, I'm just saying. <laughs> Will why, these heal? Why are these five bad dudes from, I don't even know how long ago, a still long in this same location, still bundled together? Like, why is this? I mean, that's a good question. It's, it's ridiculous. This is so stupid. It is dumb. Like, well, why, once again, who decided, oh, yeah, great idea. 
Probably the same guy that. Good uh, idea for her to look for the guns and run upon some walkers. And maybe run upon some, you know, yeah, whatever if she had, randoms. If she had gone over there and you should see her looking around through the bushes and stuff and maybe find a gun and then a walker pop up or, or something like that, way more plausible. I mean, find brass on the ground and be like, okay, one should be nearby. Yeah. And then stumble across one. Even maybe kick one, you know, while you're looking. Just, I mean. Why do you have to add the five guys that were right. in the middle of the gunfight? It's just stupid. I know it. But you know, again, everything in the show leads to another point. The whole point of her finding a gun that doesn't have any ammo was just so you can have the scene of her telling Eugene to make bullets. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like the whole deal of everything led to another. That's why it's like everything was like, okay, how do we get to this point? Let's add this. All right. And how do we get to that point? Let's add to this. It's like they wrote the show backwards. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, this yeah. is what we want at the end. Now let's do our step process of how we got there and then fill it in with filler and make Negan, you know, more condescending and ridiculous and da, 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 da. And here we go. I mean, that is how stories are going to work. I mean, you, you basically outline it. You're like, I know how I want it to end. I know where I want the climax to be, and I know how I want it to start. So you try to fill in right there. The problem is, is they're using really dumb fillers. They are. It's like really, really. It's kindergarten steps for every little thing to get to where we're going. Yeah, it's either. There's no dynamic to it. It's either extremely like just telegraphed, or just really silly, and you're like, who greenlit that? Like, why is that okay? I don't know. It makes it hard, man. It makes it hard to. Like, want to come back to the show right now? Well, I don't mind watching it because I enjoy the show, but it just it puts it on such a lower level than the great shows that we're watching. And something else that's concerning to me now is is that what, considering what they've shown in four episodes, I am really, really concerned. We're not going to get much of anywhere by the mid-season finale. There's eight episodes, right? Correct. Yeah, we're halfway. We're down. halfway. I mean, you really think about it. We, we're, I mean, we're we're nowhere. I mean, we, we don't get me wrong. We've met Ezekiel. We've got we know what Carol's doing. But it looks like next week we're going to get Hilltop purely. And, the, and then guess what? It's like all, we're all staying in the holding pattern while the show continues to try to move from group, 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 group. It, I forget what season it was. It's like we were like the entire eight episodes. We, it was over a two days, and we just went from group to group to group to group during the whole time, and. And it bled us then, and I'm afraid this is going to bleed us now, you know? Yeah, when they... Certain shows are capable of doing multiple characters, multiple locations, and keep you from getting, you know, just dizzy or bored. Stale. And this show is really poor at it. So when they start separating people, because what do we got? We got the opening episode, which was great, but it focused on one thing. Second episode, focused on Carol and Morgan, that's it. Third episode, Dwight Daryl. Fourth episode, I realize we got the characters back again, but it's still focused on that single thing yeah. of the Alexandria thing. Again. I'm going to tell you something. That episode Sunday night would have been a lot better if it was the second episode. Maybe, uh, or third. The whole... Third, I would say. The whole deal is, is that it, it took us three full weeks to even figure out what the group's doing and what wasn't even a whole group. See, they could have sprinkled the Daryl crap in the beginning of this episode and then sprinkled in this at the end of the episode. They could I think they could have put 
some of the Daryl stuff of him going through his whatever his torture, and then mix it in with the them arriving in Alexandria for the first pickup. Yeah, the Carol, the Carol and Morgan and Ziegel stuff that could have been. That could have been next. It, but, it could have been. But do you realize now we had the Carol Morgan full episode? It looks like next episode is going to be Hilltop. So then we might get Carol and Morgan again. And then what else do you focus on if you're not just focusing on them? Really? Well, I mean, I mean, I guess by the midseason finale, maybe we have all three groups lined up together. Well, it's funny you say that because I was about to say, I mean, like. Without, I mean, there's no spoilerific here. Is that you know the only way anybody who's watched the show could even have an idea of overthrowing Egan is through a collective, and so they're showing us the groups on purpose. And so, I mean, yeah, you, you but but I mean, even it's going to take by the eighth episode, it's going to be a quite a feat to get to where all three find each other and come to any kind of conclusion. No, I don't even think they're going to actually speak to each other. I think it'll be more like Morgan like just so happens to show up back in Alexandria and he's like, we need to talk. End of season. Or you know maybe what I mean? that's why we have uh, Eugene already working on the radio. So all three of them can... Like have radio com- communications. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, I, I went ahead and shook my head at them and let them know they were completely wrong. <laughs> Well, I think it's a good idea, Cash. That's actually what I was thinking earlier, too. Um, trying to take some stabs in the dark. Trying to yeah, move I, this season I, along. I totally agree. <laughs> you non-readers, you. <laughs> so sorry, spoiler face over there. No. Well, I mean, that's very plausible. Carl, you know, this is... Carl, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, you know, how they remix it. Kirkman remix. So there's just no telling. Um See, here's what this is what I for we got four episodes left. How do y'all see the F, these four episodes? All right, we got the Hilltop next episode, right? Yep. So we're going to focus on them. Do you think we're going to only get Hilltop next episode, or we're going to get a mix of one of the other storylines? We might get a little bit, but I mean, I think it's going to be at least seventy percent Hilltop. No, no, I think we're getting full Hilltop. Maggie and Sasha dealing with Simon and his group showing up, and what's his face, the mayor of their little Hilltop. Do they have the actors to carry an episode? Dude, Simon rocks. Yeah, the bad guy does, but that'll be another episode where the bad guys lead the episode. We already had Dwight lead one, and we got Negan lead one, and now we're going to have Simon lead one? I mean, I'm okay with Simon. I'm, I'm good with Simon. It's It'll be I mean, more... I think it'll I'll be, be more... We'll be beaten to death. Because we're going to get Jesus too, I would assume, will be in there. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. I... They got some cool stuff they can deal with. If yeah. the mayor's head comes back to bite him in any way, then obviously trying to hide Maggie or throw Maggie to the wolves. I mean, we are kind of missing of one big talking point that did happen this episode. What? Rick admitting that Judith probably isn't his. Oh no, probably he knows. He knows. No. That well, I mean, there, there's no way to know for I sure. It's just it's the, the fir- it, it, it's the first time I've heard him mention Shane in several seasons. I love that. They, I mean, they really have, yeah. really have swept him under the rug. Well, here's the This was probably, like you said, I would tell you, probably the best part of the episode because it's the only thing that didn't look like it was part of a telegraph. You know what I mean? Like, a, you know, it was genuine. It was well done. Rick did a good job. It mentioned things that needed to be said to explain things and and so on. I'm with you, Cash. I think it was a great spot. Yeah, I mean, it was truly emotional. He was, I mean... 
the tears rolling down his face were almost monsoon-like. And then it actually got Michonne to, I think, feel human for the first time in a long while. Well, and I think it softened him, or softened her, to the idea. And then if the burning mattresses wouldn't have happened, I think she would have been on board. Oh, man, the burning mattresses was just one of the dumbest things I've seen in so long. Like I understand the psychological part behind it. You know, your bed's where you go. That's your main comfort. That's how you clear yourself. But just the point of waste. It was all, it's just part of the mental game. You know, to me, it was validation. They're monsters. Yeah, but I mean. I thought it was a good thing, to be honest with you. I mean, a lot of people are like, well, burn the mattress. I'm like, no, it's just, it's just the icing on the cake of we went into your, took whatever we want, and we just burned it just to show you that we're monsters. But I mean, if you're going to burn it, just burn it in Alexandria. Why burn it on the outskirts where they might not even find it? Like, I don't. I mean, we had to have her go out hunting just on the off chance that she might see the smoke because there was no reason for her to be back out there. I don't know. I, I thought the burning of the mattress was kind of like beating a dead horse. It's like, you know these people are monsters. They're obviously monsters. The whole town knows they're monsters because they've been assholes to them while they were taking all the stuff. And then the people that were there when Abraham and Glenn got beat down, they're well aware that they're monsters. So it's like, okay, let's do horrible shit, horrible shit. Negan, let's be super witty and kind of annoying at times. And then let's burn the mattresses at the end. And it's like, I mean, this was almost Ramsey-esque, you know? I mean, I hate to say yeah. something like Game of Thrones, but I mean, it was just like when Ramsey was just torturing and torturing and torturing. It's like, we get it. We, we yeah. don't need to see this again. You know, they, they always talk about, it's like a famous quote from dozens of movies and dozens of shows. It's like, you know, the one thing that dictators fear is their people. It's because every dictator that's horrible to his people or like that, his only fear is that his people will band together and realize that they have numbers and you know and kill them. And that's what I feel like is happening. I feel like he's doing too much. So you've already made your point and now you're you know piling on that's only pushing these people that you need to produce for you to go dark, you know. But I mean right. this comes up to the question is does he need our group? Does he need the saviors or is he just torturing them just to have some fun? You know, I mean, does he really want them to produce, or is he just going to make it so ridiculous for them to not be able to that he finally has a reason to just rid them? No, I think he's pretty no. power hungry. I think he needs. I think he always he's going to demand an audience, and just like any dictator or king or like that, the the more vast of an empire you have, the better, and the more you have control over, it's just an ego drip, and plus, he you know he doesn't kill; he only kills for example. I mean, if he really wanted to, he'd just go in and mow them all down. And t- to me, what bothers me is is that you look at the houses that Rick and them are all in with running water, power, and all that stuff, and he's going to go back to his compound, which looks <laughs> like an asylum yeah. and so on. To me, I roll up in here and go, uh, yeah, this is our home. Get out. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm just putting it out there. Well, I mean, I just don't think he wants his people to be that comfortable. Like, I think at the compound, he has a way to keep track of everybody. But if everyone here had their own house, he wouldn't know what they were doing. And my thing is, is Zach and I talked about this last night, too, off the podcast, was what's to stop everybody just from like, all right, as soon as they leave town tonight, everybody pack your shit. We'll just move out of here. We don't have to live this way. There's other communities. Oppression is an option in this. We could drive 
60 miles to 100 miles out of town and we're out of his radius. Exactly. And, we and they're not going to come, come for us. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. You That's can't the- you can't spread yourself so thin. So it's like okay, you get more groups, you do your radius does get bigger, but I swear drive to the next state. Or, you know, California. I mean, I, I heard there's a group over there. Ugh, don't join don't them. Don't go with that group. Terrible. You Terrible. Know, or we can head down there. to Mexico. You know, I mean, there's oh, so God. many different things. Just head to high ground, man. Just get away from these people. No. Yeah. I mean, see, that's the thing. I was like, if you're in, the, you're in this kind of survival mode and so on, I don't see you living in fear. You're this far into the zombie apocalypse where you have conquered the fear of what's outside of these zombies, to all have somebody come in and make things worse, man, deuces. You have Eugene. You take your solar panels, put them in the back of a truck and your battery system. You go somewhere. You set up your power. You set up a new foundation. Yeah, you're throwing away a lot, but you're also getting rid of your oppression. And that, that to me, in that situation, it's worth it. I mean, it's not like they have a bunch of elderly folks or different things like that. You have people who are able-bodied. Let's roll. And you got able-bodied folks. You have tools to remove the solar panels and stuff. Load them in a truck. Throw your battery sources. Whatever you can take. Take all your rations and th- throw just out. Just head out, man. Just head out. There's no reason to deal with these people unless you just want vengeance. Yeah. You know, which I totally understand too. But it's to me, I would think that that would have come up in their little, you know, church meeting and stuff. Yeah, just like, hey, how about we just leave? No one said it yet. Yeah, I mean, I literally, I mean, as soon as Nika's group goes out of town and night falls, I'd have been just packing everything up. Mackie, they took all your guns. Yeah, you are you have, now you're useless, feeble. Yeah, you know? you're just like the hilltop who has spears. Yeah, F that noise. Yeah, I mean... Or why not just all of you go to Hilltop? Like, Well, you're still under the thumb. You are still under the thumb, but then you have more people. And then you grab them, and then you can either make the decision to fight with them, or just leave. Because, I mean, they still have to go there to go get Maggie, but... Yeah, I'm sending one dude out there to grab Maggie and Sasha, and anybody else that I wants to go... I Sasha was still alive. <laughs> and then let's go. Anybody else wants to come? Well, you also got to look at this. Maggie can't leave because of her the doctor thing. So she would have to go where he goes. So there are a couple things where they've set route, you know, where you can't go. And, you know, you, you can also look at this too. Is like they said is that we've built a place, you know, we shouldn't have to leave it. We should have tried to defend it. But now you have nothing yeah. to defend it with. So that's a moot point. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of with you, man. I think, I think even if you can't take everybody, you take your core. And well, move on. Because guess what? Rick's group, that's what they've done to survive how many years now? I mean, come on. And to me, it would be a good thing to put in to the storyline is Rick and them wake up in the morning and 60% of Alexandria is gone. Yeah. They just take their chances and roll out. You yeah. know what I mean? I, Head to Washington. The only thing about that is is that the show has painted the point of that Alexandrians have never experienced outside the wall. Only Rick's group has. You know, I remember Deanne made that whole yeah. big deal about it. So realistically, most of the people that are in there are feeble and useless and not, you know, not aware. And that's why I say, like, that's what you abandon and you take what you can take and move on, you know, but they're going to be good. That's what I'm saying. 
you you see what these guys are like. You see what your life is now going to be, and it could be worse sometimes. Dude, I take my chances and I roll out. Yeah, I mean, I almost feel like we should just pick up the old Abraham plot point and just try to head to D.C. with Eugene and see if he really can cure this thing. I mean, I already know he said he couldn't. I understand that, but... He's video gamer. Yeah. Call of Duty player. No. <laughs> yeah, no. The, the, the cure is not on the table. You know? <laughs> I'm just saying that there's a lot of other places yeah. out there. It's a vast world. Man, dude. Just imagine how many we've been to a hospital that was well fortified. You know, we've seen in the middle of a metropolis. We've seen all kinds of stuff, man. They were on a farm. I mean, that's the thing is like Alexandria. They still don't really have crops yet. You know, they can't even Hilltop and the Kingdom. They're growing stuff. You know, Alexandria is way behind. I mean, how long do we think that Alexandria can produce? Now that they have no guns, they have no crops. I mean. Two more visits and Negan has literally everything in that place. Yeah, man. I'm cutting out or suicide bombing. So, I mean, yeah. do we think Alexandria is still here by the end of, by mid-season? Yes. Yeah, because I don't think. This show ain't going nowhere. It's an investment. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying like the show like going anywhere, but just Alexandria. Like, I mean, could yeah. they have moved on to somewhere else? Do they join the kingdom that soon or? No, I think they got this awesome set they get to work on and they're not going anywhere they're not going anywhere alexandria is going to be a mainstay you know even though we're talking about you know it's dumb and you you know you have options they're not going anywhere yeah i mean it just doesn't really seem plausible right now that it can actually stay but i'm sure they'll find a way yeah yeah they're going to twist it that's why i'm I'm very curious about what the next four episodes are really going to give us how much we're going to actually get of rick's group and where they're going to go because I'm I mean I'm really serious I'm really concerned of what is in the four episodes are we going to get a turn of the tide where they decide to make guns and or or try to do a rescue mission with uh, Daryl are they going to try to make it where the next four episodes are going to be a unifying of all three groups and a a talk about how we're going to proceed to handle Negan is there going to be or something there's I mean I'm very very curious because in four episodes, considering where we've gotten in the four episodes we've got now, I don't feel like we're going to get very far considering how the pace we're rolling. No, they're they're going nowhere very slowly. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't. I think climaxes will be Eugene making a bullet and figuring out you know that he can do it. Rick getting uh, mad at Eugene for making a bullet. Spencer, turncoating. Um, Something's going to happen with Michonne, I think, because she's kind of going the Andrea route. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm going to go ahead and tell you my one of my biggest BS moments for the entire episode. Michonne carrying a dead deer over her shoulders on out there. Do you know how much a, that dead animal weighs? Uh, that wasn't that her. big. Mm, that not. may have been a 90-pounder. Negative. She, how much do you think she weighs? Exactly. About 115. <laughs> I want to see you get that over your shoulders. Yeah, oh, carry man. 25 pounds less than you. I'm sorry. For... Calling call BS on that one. With the gun? Like, no. Nah. I'm not, that was none of my concern. Yeah. That's just fireman's carry, bro. Just <laughs> throw him over there. <laughs> I'll, I'll no make way. She can do a push up. She can carry a deer. <laughs> uh, I think that's. I think I'm good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I've shat on this enough. Let's call it. 
Well, you know, again, it was better than the last two episodes, but we've gone nowhere very slow. And we're hoping that next... I'll be honest with you, I hate to say that the only excitement we get right now is when somebody dies. You know, and I, I don't want that to be the Walking Dead theme, but it's starting to feel that way right now. As if we don't have some shake-up. There ain't been no action, that's for sure. None. Um, we did a... We did get a couple cool zombie kills. I'll give that. We have Mc- Michonne's bisecting a head. They didn't show it. They didn't show it, but it was still cool to see yeah. on the ground. We had a candelabra smash through a head. Yeah. Service, baby. And then there was one more, too. <laughs> no, the one where she Rosita throws one into the uh, tree stump. Tree stump. Yeah. You know, through the face. That's pretty, that pretty nice. Neat. That's probably the best. Kudos that they are still able to come up with some original zombie deaths. We've know? never had a problem with Nicotero. No. It's never been his fault. No. And to be honest with you, whenever he's directing, we usually get a good, good... Serious business. Serious business worth of stuff. So, Guys, what did y'all think? Hit us up on social media, on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and tell us what you think. When Where do you think this show is going? You know, I'm very curious. Of course, I'm reading the comic books and I have a good idea, but I don't feel like the show is kind of leading that way. I think they're trying to do the remakes. And tell us what you think. Um... And, of course, we have a Gmail account. We get emails from you guys or whatever. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you got a few minutes to put a good spin or a view on us or on iTunes, we'd love it. But other than that, guys, I think we're just going to call it a night. And we're hoping for um, more Walking Dead on TV instead of commercials for the future for next. And we'll see you all then.